0: Hi. Um, Starbucks coffee today. Have a quick drive-thru story because it just happened when I was in the drive-thru. I don't know if this has ever happened to you before, where the person in the drive-thru tries to make small talk while they're waiting to
1: give you your coffee. Has this
0: happened to you before?
1: Uh, Not necessarily small talk, but I've got this one girl. Okay. It bothers me so much because she's probably... I, it's hard to guess because she's uh, not in the greatest shape, so I can't tell how old she is, but for sure, for sure, for sure, like I'm 53 in a couple of days.
0: Oh, I know what you're going to say.
1: And she's tops, 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 35 years old. Yeah. But I would say she's probably 30 to tw- 27 to 30. Yeah. So every time she hands me a cop, she she calls me, here you go, love. Or oh, here you love? go, honey. Hun, yeah, I know hun, and, yeah. No, honey. No, honey. And the way she says it, it's like we're actually in love. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm not. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm sitting there going like, I'm way older than you. Yeah. And you're calling me honey. And what's the other one? Love. Love. And all that. And it's yeah. like she's 74 and I'm, you know what I mean? Yeah, but
0: you're the older one. I'm yeah. the
1: older one. So every time she it's does weird. it, I want to take my coffee and just drill it on her. <laughs> it's like, no, 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 no.
0: Uh, so I'm getting... Oh yeah, I, tell don't, me I don't. I don't go to,
1: your issue <laughs> i don't go to I don't go to Starbucks ever yeah, I don't actually go to get Well, you co- don't like spending eight dollars for a coffee no, I don't oh, actually what? you're weird
0: I in fact don't right, but I can make one right in there for yeah. one dollar yeah anyways. So I never go to the Starbucks drive-thru. It's too confusing. Like I'm intimidated by the Starbucks drive-thru yeah. because I don't know what to order. I don't know what it is. Even, even trying to order just a black... Co- Could I get a medium black coffee yeah. or a small black coffee? It's yeah. not even small and medium. It's yeah. tall, yeah, yeah. grande. Different language. I don't know. So And it's not like it's that hard, but I just don't go there. So anyways. Right. The juice get, isn't worth the squeeze. That's right. So I'm waiting to get the $45 coffees. Yeah. And the guy before, he gives me the, the coffee I paid. And I'm waiting. Yeah. And He goes, so meet Christine's in the front seat. She goes, so do you guys have any plans for today? <laughs> at the drive thru And so, so like, so like, I was caught off guard. Yeah. Because I'm like, this is not the. Pl- this isn't really where we do this. Yeah. So I we I went back and forth with him for a couple minutes. Yeah. and Because you're a good guy. His his final line giving us the coffees was, "Here's the caffeine." That's what he said to give the coffees <laughs> through the window. So it was just a weird experience because. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not a big small talk guy in the first yeah. place. I do see why small talk is important, though. Yeah. I'll give. I'll give small talk its due, but I'm not good at it, right. and I'm. I don't normally do it too much. Right. right. I just feel like I'm working when yeah. I do that, you know. But yeah, you're I good know. at it. I'm not.
1: I'm good at it because yeah. it's pretty simple. I, it's. I, you're just more
0: charismatic than I am, though. Thank you. We talked about this earlier today. Yeah. You can go up and talk to whoever you want, and you're good at it. Yeah. I need someone. I to. I need a buffer. I need someone to be the introducer. Really? Or whatever. I don't I don't need it, yeah. but I'm more comfortable, even though you can't really tell Yeah. because I'm comfortable talking to people. But yeah. if I don't have someone buffering me in, yeah, I have way more, a way larger barrier yeah. to doing it. I had,
1: uh, we're, the reason you brought that part up is because, and I'll just say his name. So last night, uh, one of the kids that was drafted to Guelph um, uh, got called up. He's been called up for a bit now. Mm. Like, we got some injuries and stuff. So his name is Zach Sandu. Mm-hmm. And uh, do, doing really well, man. Plays great. Good, good, good occupier. And uh, anyways, I met his dad at training camp, and he had his little little son around, but I didn't know who he was or whatever. Yep. But uh, after an exhibition game, I think it was in Mississauga or, or Niagara, one of the two. Uh, I saw him after the game standing around, so I introduced myself. Hey, I'm Charlie's dad, number twenty right. three. And he goes, Oh, okay, Jimmy Sandy. I forgot his last name though. Right? Seemed like a nice guy. So uh, last night. And that's my, per- that's so what you're saying to the small talk is my personality. It doesn't mean diddly shit, but I just feel like it's, uh, it's just better if you have a welcoming family. Do you know I'm what sure. I mean? I uh, totally, and, I mean, and it, it could be a pretty selfish place because you really, at the end of the day, um, I would think that a lot of people don't care really what anybody else does. It's, it's about them, but I don't feel that way. I want to I I, I sincerely would like to see every kid on my son's team and and when he played in minor hockey have success right like yeah. and i'm being very very sincere so i saw dad sitting there and i went up to him and i said hey i don't know if you remember me and he got up and we we stood like in a, not in a corner but anyway it doesn't matter the details of that isn't important we stood and talked for two periods and what a great guy and really interesting guy so uh he's got his businesses I don't, i'm not going to talk about that because yeah. that's n- none of my business really either yeah but uh, he was a football player and he had some of his old football guys coming to watch his son cool. and he tra- and so the boy Zach trains with these guys and stuff and and they're all in good shape and uh, roughly my age all in good shape and they're in- intelligent read a couple of the same books follow some of the same people as far as fitness goes and uh, so like real good common ground eh? so for me it's um, aside from like I actually like the like the person and I want to have that you know, if right. someone sees me at the rink and they know their son's on the team, I I, I definitely want to say, hey, how you doing, uh, and and have a nice conversation. Yeah. Um, but but the other side is I you know I I can see that I'll be able to learn some stuff from him because he's actually a pretty intelligent guy, and uh, like and we have such a common bond in in the fitness side, and then he he played some uh, high end football, so it's just very interesting to me for sure. So I can I'm gonna learn about some of his. His training and I think uh, the guy's put together. He's in great shape. Um, so like, you know, I'm going to. Yeah. I agree.
0: Well, and it, for it just, I that's something I want to do. Like yeah. I want to be able to do that, but it seems, and it could be just maybe because you're older, because yeah. our personalities are a lot alike, but yeah. it seems like it just comes much more naturally to you to be the one to go up and say, hi, I'm Andy yeah. and initiate I'm not an initiator in those circumstances. Yeah. Like that's yeah. something I have to actively work to yeah. get better at. Because I see all
1: the value you just said. Like yeah. I want to be able to do yeah. all of that, but it's way more difficult yeah. for me yeah. to do it. It doesn't like, come naturally. You know where I think it comes from is. Uh, well, I had to be a clown just to get through life. I, think yeah. I had to laugh at stuff, so yeah. I had a little bit of that personality. Yeah. Um, but I think it came from when I was done hockey. In in the work I did, I did like some sort of sales or marketing and stuff like that. So it it forced me and building this business, right? Right. It forced me to get out of my comfort zone and and maybe have uncomfortable conversations, or you know, you. um, So you you just get used to it, right? So that's that. Yeah, cool. Yeah, Yeah, Uh, one more though. You go. The, imp- the importance of speaking to people, but more more importantly, listening. It's like it's fascinating, man. Yeah. But this is why
0: I love having I love conversations and getting into discussions and things because people are fascinating and what people think some. they're fast. No, no. If if yeah, you yeah. if you sit and talk to anyone and yes. you dig for more than yeah. three minutes, yeah, they they even even if it's someone who you think is the biggest dull dud ever, it's like yeah. they'll tell you some crazy upbringing story, yeah, where they're from, what they know. Yeah what their job is like, yeah. that just is so interesting. And that's why it's it's good to be able to do that. So that's the a, a listening part. We've yeah. talked about that a bunch of times too. It's a really, really good lesson. So
1: yeah. I wanted to ask you, so this week, so you've been doing most of the work, like you used to come on the ice with me quite a bit. And then the last few years with your engineering and then you taking care of the gym side here and doing the programming and all that stuff, haven't been on the ice with me like a ton, the odd hour here and there. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this week you did uh, the shooting camps with me, which was, uh, you know, like five hours, four hours a day of on the ice. And we had uh, a couple different groups that we worked with. So I'm just curious what your thoughts were on uh, on, on the camp. And, and I don't mean it like talk about my camp. I'm just right. saying your thoughts in general, like um, maybe your read on the kids, mm-hmm. your read on their attention or their ability, their improvements, yep. anything like that. Yeah, yeah, and sure. what you get out of it.
0: So, okay, so I'll take because I have a bunch I could talk oh, about. Good, so, you perfect. can just steer me whichever way. <laughs> you can just steer me whichever way. What do you to do when you talk? So, the cool thing about, first of all, they're exactly as I remember when I was a kid doing them. Okay, what does that mean? Of, in terms of the energy level, the quality, the teaching part, mm-hmm. the skills you can pull out of things, it's not for one second just like mindless okay. drills. Right everything's intentional, everything has, and it's exactly how it was. I used to say to you when I was on the ice as a kid, like this is sick, like best camp ever. Right. I used to always say that to you. Yeah. And that's exactly what I still think going through it again. It's the exact same. The bar is still just as high. Okay. And that was, that was good because you can see what I noticed. And actually Justin and I were, were Oh, I was actually supposed to call Justin. I forgot. That's okay. Um, We were talking about it yesterday Yeah, and he was saying, You know, for some of the younger kids, especially, some of the teaching is a little bit advanced for some for some of the kids. It's it's
1: the hardest to teach. Yeah, it's hard to teach young kids, right? Because
0: actually, just doing something is good enough. Yeah, there's well, we we were saying this. There's a lot of things they just can't do. Not a chance. So it's harder to plan when there's a lot of things you have to leave out. You know, when you can leave everything in, when you have a big selection to pick from, it's easier. But, anyways, we were we were just talking about it, and I was kind of saying or reminding him that you coach. It's not like teaching in school. You coach to the top level kids because the bottom kids can catch up. Yep. For, for when you're talking about skill development in hockey, I'm not saying in school, the best thing to do is to teach to the smartest kid. That's not the best thing to do when you're in a school environment. But in terms of hockey skills, if you teach to the top, then those kids that are lower down, they do catch up. They yep. do pick it up. Yes. And I was just, no, I was noticing that Especially out there today, and there's some kids that just it's too much for them and they can't handle it. So that aside, those kids aside, kids that are all relatively in the same ballpark of skill level. If you coach to the top kids, the bottom kids pick it up. Yeah. If you coach to the bottom kids, the top kids get bored. Get bored. And that's when the the camp will start to deteriorate. Hundred percent. Right. Things will start to fall fall apart. So if you teach to the low end, the older kids get bored. Yeah. And or the better kids get bored. And that's when. In a camp setting, that's when things start to turn into chaos. Kids start shooting pucks and not listening and whatever. You need to keep them engaged. So if you give them something that's just on the borderline of too challenging, that's where you get your maximum engagement, right? And so that's what I was noticing out there today, especially even with the young group, is that all of them, when you actually have structure and reason, and and it's not that they do it and they're perfect at it or whatever, they all actually make improvements when you give them a purpose and a why they're doing the things they're doing. You know, so yeah. even with that young group that in the first, the first skate this morning, you know, you were talking about turning their hips when they shoot and getting their legs involved yeah.
1: and most of them do it. I, I was, I was you thrilled know? to watch it.
0: And these are l- young kids. Like yeah. these are the, the youngest group we had was the 2011, 12 and 13s. Yeah. So youngest 10 years old. Yeah. So 10, 11, 12 year olds. Yeah. You know, so these kids, people would say they're too young. For some of the stuff or whatever or you need to kind of baby them a little bit or hold their hand while they're doing stuff and you don't you don't need to do that you coach up and they actually listen if you have an environment that's respectful where they're listening to what you're saying and what you're teaching they actually can pick it up so from that was one of the really awesome things to see is because i was even going into it thinking like because i like you said i haven't been on the ice a whole lot it's like i wonder how these kids are going to handle some of the more advanced stuff and you taught them the way you teach Mm -hmm. you didn't you didn't baby them Mm -hmm. you didn't dumb it down to things that they for sure are able to do you kind of just found the balance of what is a little bit too challenging or a little bit right near that line yeah and they all took to it really well which was nice so it just was a nice solidifier for me that you teach when you give purpose and you give reasons why and you get the kids that are actually listening which a lot of times the adults are the ones that set the tone of whether or not kids listen for sure so as the instructors we command that kind of environment yeah. on the ice. So for the most part, we don't usually have issues with kids listening. You might get the odd kid. That's a pain in the ass, but yeah. they listen and they can actually do the thing you're saying because you're giving them reason and purpose and explaining it. And it might take a few times or whatever, but that was really cool to see. Yeah. The other part with the older groups, this is maybe more of a negative yeah. is as the kids get older, a lot of them start to think they know yep. what to do. Yep. You know? So as the kids start to get older, like the 14, 15, 16, Plus sometimes the kids will get the attitude if they know and they're not as, they're not as willing to take the instruction, but then you get the couple that do. And this is why at those older ages, this is who we do it for. This is who we do it for. So it's these kids that of that whole group, when they get older, there's not a whole lot that are great listeners in my opinion, at least, but you get a nice chunk of them that actually listen and ask questions and try to do it and they get way better. Yeah, and incrementally, yeah. what I was saying at the end, and I'll end on this, what I said to the older group at the end, so this is kids that are draft year going into their draft year or Bantam a minor two yeah. years away. Yeah. I said to them, the little details that you can learn in a camp like this when you're getting a lot of instruction, it can be the difference between scoring three, five, 10 more goals in a season. You know, And the example I gave was with, you talk about with some of these NHL guys, if you can tweak a skill for them and that gets them, five more goals a year or 10 more goals in a season, that's an extra million dollars on their contract or whatever the increment is, you know, and for younger kids, it just, it's the same exact principle. Just scale down a bit. If you can get, if you can make, pick up one skill that makes a difference where you get an extra five assists because you can put the pass right on the tape every time because you worked on it. That gets you five, 10, whatever more assists in a season, way more people now notice you Mm -hmm. than would have if you didn't, take advantage of that you know so a lot of guys like out there they'll go through the motions or they don't really hone down on some of the details and those kids that do oftentimes it's those are the little differences they can just do something a little bit better than everyone else you know whether it's catching a bad pass like if you can catch a bad pass and that gets you three more opportunities in a game maybe that's an extra goal or whatever you know so those are kind of my a couple things that i noticed i could keep talking about it for a while but yeah
1: that's that yeah i was uh yeah i was curious to see what you thought of the kids that's there's a fine line even as uh, teaching the clinics and stuff. You can get hung up on the kids that don't listen, or the, no, I don't want to say don't listen, but don't listen enough. Yep, you can get hung up on that. Like it, it, it bothers me a bit. It eh? yep. Rub, rubs me the wrong way. Mm-hmm. And and you can almost f- forget about the kids that are listening to a T. Yeah, you know what I mean? Because it's like negative always trumps positive. Yeah. Like as far as brain space goes. Yep. Right. You hear one bad thing, and you can you talk people talk about that all day. Where some ten th- good things happen, and you don't hear about it. Yeah, but like so, I, we were talking yesterday. I was showing you one guy, one of the guys who could be a very good player. And I was gave very specific instruction, and there was a reason on shooting and doing it this way. And and uh, couldn't get it. Well, no, 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 wouldn't get it. Wouldn't do it. He wouldn't change. Wouldn't wasn't paying really paying attention when I was talking. And you know, I addressed it like a little bit. But it was just like, a, a whatever. He thinks he's doing everything right. Mm-hmm. So then we were doing the next drill that was like, uh, um, like basically what I say is like when you make a movement, if it doesn't work, you have to do a movement properly in case it doesn't work. Because if it doesn't work, you got to be able to do something else. So I call that the escape clause in your movements, right? Yeah. So he his escape clause wasn't there in the movement. Mm-hmm. So he couldn't perform the next thing. So I said, okay, so you didn't, you weren't paying attention earlier you thought it was not necessary now I'm going to spend the time with you because I care actually care about you but now we got to go back to 25 minutes ago or yesterday and 25 minutes ago so we got to revisit all this stuff and actually I have to spend one-on-one time with you to get your brain locked in and then it's not really fair to other people because you didn't you chose not to listen but I'm gonna do it and then as you started to get it okay you got it the point yeah. is just do it the first time. And I can't emphasize enough, you know, like I, I really think, you know, I was thinking about it the other day and I don't know if we had a conversation or if I heard it somewhere else, but it was in my head. And I'm like, I think every kid that plays hockey or anybody that wants to be their kids to do well or whatever, whatever the situation is, I think everybody should have an opportunity to teach. Do you know what I mean? So if you're a hockey player, you want to be a pro hockey player or junior, whatever, whatever, I think you should have an opportunity to run a practice or, or take the team for a day and you're in charge. Um, if you want to be a teacher, you should be able to, you know, have, as I'm talking as a, as a, in a young age, like 12 to 16, or you're in charge of something because you're going to find out real fast how, um, disrespectful is one word, but I don't know if that's what uh, the word I'm looking for, but how obnoxious it is when you're the guy, when you, when you're running a class or running something and you got the one or two people that are, when you're talking to them and they're trolling them for flies.
0: Yeah.
1: Right. Yeah. And then when you go to do the task, you sit there and you go, I, we just talked about a man. Right. Yep. I think every kid should, should put themselves in a situation where they're in charge so that they're never that person because you never really, you don't really notice it before. It, it, you don't really notice until you're um, in charge of something, right? Yep. So I think every kid, and if you want to be a teacher, whatever it is, if you want to run something, you should see what it's like to run a group and then see what it's like to have the a couple of kids that don't give a rip. And then the other side of it is um, you still have to teach them, right? Yeah, but the problem is, is I like said. you said a lot of times. The problem with it as a, as a teacher is it's, it's very frustrating because it gets to the point because it's, it's always the same guys. Always. Yep. It's like, if you take the, the top tier of those guys, like the kids that listen, that are here to learn and that they ask questions and stuff, they're always the ones that are doing that. And then you got the kids that are like kind of indifferent, like they're going to learn and they're going to piss around a little bit, but they're, you know, and that's okay. And then you got the other tier that it's always them. It's like, guys, like how many times you b- blow the whistle and they got to shoot through three pucks and, yeah, okay, that's frustration number one. You're talking and it's like, hey, hey, take a look here, boys. And it's like, it's always that guy. And then if there's a drill buster, it's always that guy. So the point of that is you don't want to be that guy because the coach gets irritated. And it's like to the point where you almost don't, not that you don't want him to succeed, but, You shouldn't succeed. And you know what I mean? Because you're just being a jackass.
0: Well, you cost yourself opportunities when you're that kid, when you're that guy, because it doesn't matter. I don't care what anyone says. People say you shouldn't care what anyone thinks or you shouldn't care what people think. It's like, actually, that's wrong. You should care what some people think about some things because people are what get you opportunities. You're not going to get anything by yourself. If you think you're just going to will yourself or work really hard and you'll get all these opportunities, it won't happen. You need someone to give you an opportunity. You can work as hard as you want. You can be the best player ever. There's someone on the other side that gives you the chance to yeah. show that, you know. Yeah. And if you're the kid that is costing yourself because you're acting like a jackass or not listening. And and because they're kids, a lot of them don't know. And I blame, again, parents and even teachers, people that have had a chance to teach these kids things. Yeah. The most underdeveloped skill that I see, and part of it is just their kids and their young. But just the ability to ask questions because some of the kids have it like that critical thinking that we always talk about. Mm-hmm. Some of the kids have it. So even if they can't do something totally correct, or even if they're not even very skilled, some of them just can ask a good question or yeah. you see them actively trying to do things properly or make a change. Yeah. And then, But most of the kids are just totally out to launch, like yeah. totally not, not grasping the concept. Like it's amazing how you can have just said something like you could have just said it, just Afters explained time, it, man. just demoed it, took five minutes to go through everything. Yep. We start the drill and just, it's like you said, nothing. nothing. And it happened like four or five times today yep. alone where I, yep. you just did it then I would stop and I'd go yep. and I'd show them again. Yep. And then the kids that were already listening were already doing it. The kids that half listen started doing it after the second one. And the mm-hmm. kids that don't listen just don't do it. Yep. And I put a lot of the blame of that on parents and on teachers because you're not teaching your kids to have that skill, yeah. to ask, well, why, why are you doing that? Or they don't, they're not taught to see the value in things like improving. It's like little details, paying yeah. attention to detail, yeah. stuff like that, yeah. you know, they're just not taught it. Yeah. And so it's not necessarily their fault, but it's sure is a pain in the ass when they're the ones on the ice that you have to deal with all yeah. the time, you know? Yeah. So it's, it's a, it's an interesting dynamic, but the kids that, the kids that get it, man, like, you know, they say there's uh when we are trying to improve a skill, normally things start as unconsciously incompetent and then you go to consciously incompetent and then uh, consciously competent and then unconsciously competent. So it's like you, ha- there's a scale where you're bad and you don't even know,
1: mm-hmm.
0: then you're bad at something and now, you know, yeah. then you're better at something if you really focus on it mm-hmm. and then you're better at something and it's automatic and mm-hmm. kids don't know that progression. Yeah. Whereas if you can, sh- let's say shoot the right shot automatically and you don't have to actually think about it yeah. that's where you start to get that bonus those bonus opportunities or bonus goals or bonus points or bonus whatever impact you're going to make in the game yeah that when it's automatic because in the game you, you don't have time to think about it you can't yeah. think to shoot the right shot that's right you know yeah. so
1: that's why those details right that's why the that's details why those details you take the time so then to you do, do things by feel not by thought that's right Right? That's right. If the puck is in a certain position, there's certain things you just can't do, Yeah. but you know how to adjust because you've done repetitions.
0: Yeah. And you the, can see those kids, man. Yeah.
1: So the flip side of all that stuff is, of, of what we just said, is we had in a younger group, it was I loved it. There's a couple of the younger kids that, um, the, one, the one boy, I forget what his name is, with the, he had the longer hair. Yeah, the Sal guy, yeah. Yeah. He'd do some because there's a shooting clinic so that's what we talk about shooting so he'd say how could I do that better did I do but he's a young guy and Came he would listen several times yeah and yeah. he'd listen and he'd ask and then okay thank you coach it's okay to say thank you the older and as our older groups go I just I love it like uh, Bryce I was explaining something and then I said all, all your form is really good like it's actually really good the shot will come if you keep doing it mm-hmm. but Keep those eyes up. Keep scanning the ice all the time. Do not look down at the puck. You don't need to, the way we teach you. You don't have to. Hmm. And I gave him, the, here's why. Here's why. You know, the game will slow down for you, all this stuff. His, his head's like this. Yeah. 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 Okay. Thanks, coach. Thank you. Like, sincere thank you. Yep. You helped making me better. And it's okay to do that. So, but the beautiful thing about that is that now when he comes out, I want to teach him because he acknowledged. Thank you for helping me. And, and it's just like, he's a teachable kid. You can tell he's paying attention. He's paying attention. You know? He wants to get better. And, and, but the the hard part is, is there's, there's kids out there that just look at you and they go, give you the nod or they don't, they don't do anything, but they're actually listening. And those are the, those are that. tough, man. Yeah. That's the, that's the it's complexity tough. of the situation. Yeah. Right? Cause you want to, you want to grab and say, did you hear? Yeah. Did you hear what I said? Yeah. Yeah okay, well, yeah, you get it. Yeah, like, no, this is yes, yeah. this is no. That's right. This is maybe, you know, you shrug your shoulders, that's, that's maybe. Like, there's signals that you can give. Yeah. So, but anyways, that's the thing. And, and But the kids that respond and they give you a yes or no or ask a question, it's like, okay, I want to teach this person. So this is this is for parents and for players, like, going forward, if you want to have, and it's not the bullshit kind of questions and it's not the bullshit uh Yes, no, okay, coach. Like, you can read through that stuff. But as parents, that's what we, we need to um, explain to your kids. When a coach, when you go to school, I've always said this, right? I tell this to almost every group I ever have when, they, when there's a little disrespect or a little bit of pissing around. I always tell this story to them. I said, like, I had a talk with Charlie when he was real young. Real young. And I had it a couple times just so it was cemented in his brain. This is the deal. If you went to school and you came home and you got a D, You know, or you're failing. I can deal with that because it's a fixable problem, right? What do we need to do? Do we need to study? Do you need to bring a book to school once in a while? A pencil, crayon, whatever. You're still using crayons. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) But that's a fixable thing. But if you ever came home from school and you were in trouble because you were disrespectful to the teacher, for example, when they were talking to you, you didn't respond. For example, you dissed them or didn't treat the teacher with the uh, utmost respect, even though you might not respect them, it's a teacher or your coach or anything like that. You're going to have the D all day. I'll fix that. But the disrespect, ass kicking is coming. I've never had to deal with it, yep. fortunately, because he's been respectful and that's we get feedback that he is. But that's part of the, of that was part of the deal, right? Like that's that was our job as parents to put them in a situation anywhere they go where... Whether it's hockey school, representing their team, whatever it is, that they do it in a respectful manner, right? And it's important because when you when you do that, then when you get them as a player, they, it's an automatic, right? The point of this is that for parents, it's I think it's really really critical to save your 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 coach's agony, to put your kids in a safe spot, like in a good spot, to actually teach them when they're young what is respectful, what isn't, what's what what the difference of that little bit of yes okay coach thank yeah. you coach those little things will go a heck of a lot a lot longer like a lot longer way um, for your for your kids success yeah and then and then kids just understand that like if i go to the rink and hey coach like that's what you do hi yeah. coach he might not say hi back but that's what you do yeah. and when the coach is talking it's stop and you listen and have the respect of his time and his yeah. knowledge and whatever whether you think he has it or not it's just that respect so then now he looks down the bench. and goes, okay, he I know he got the message. Well, yeah, and you
0: know forget, I mean? your, forget your coach's agony. How about save your kid's agony later?
1: Yeah, that's what I'm saying you know about what the mean? parents. Like, yeah, like Say, as the throw parents. Throw that like,
0: on them, teach it early. And I can't grasp why there's so many that don't have that. Like, I don't actually understand that. What are you teaching? Like, what what are the values that you're teaching? Maybe some parents just never have the conversation about like, okay, what do we want to teach our kid? And this is yeah. maybe, maybe they lack the critical thinking of teaching their kids these lessons. Yeah. But there's so many kids where it's like, how is this behavior okay? Like how, how are you okay with treating someone like that or behaving this way when there's an adult around or whatever the running your mouth the way you're, or talking the way you're talking when there's people at all. But then when there's people around, especially it's like, what? why is that okay? I don't know what your parents, and I don't blame the kids when they're at until a certain point, Yeah, but it's like, I don't get why that's okay. You know, it's really, it's (sighs) a, it's a weird thing. It's a very
1: interesting thing. I, I mean, we had, um, after a game the other night, a few of the kids have come out for dinner with Charlie and my wife and I, and um, and maybe this is the reason that they're there. They come out for dinner and they're super polite, everyone. Like you know, it's not an insult, but when someone says, "Hey, you're I had a talk with your son," what a great kid! And I'm like, of course, not arrogant.
0: No, of of course. course, he's a good kid. He's I would expect like manners, less.
1: yeah, manners. And I'm like, well, yeah, of <laughs> course. It shouldn't You shouldn't have to say that, right? You well, know what I mean?
0: Well, man, when I was a kid, if, if ever, anyone ever said anything to my dad or my mom even about I was behaving in a way that was in my dad would beat me with a belt, man. Yeah. Are you kidding me? That was yeah. not acceptable. Yeah ever. doesn't yeah. matter who's around. Yeah and the few times where because I'm a kid and would make mistakes, the yeah. few times that I did something where I was a little over the line or, man, was I cracked back in line yeah. right away,
1: Yeah like not acceptable. No, not, not acceptable. acceptable. you know. Yeah. Yeah. So we had, we've had dinner with a few of the kids on, uh, on the storm and, uh, great. Wonderful. You know, Cam was with us, Cam Allen, the other night. Uh, after the game, we we're shooting the shit a little bit. And I was asking a lot about his, yeah, what a player. What a, what a player. But, but what a, what a kid. Yeah. What, what a kid. kid. Like I go, okay. This is, that's who I want you to hang out with. And then, uh, Chase and, uh, um, Chase and uh, Jake McRae were out uh, the other night, and, and and just wonderful kids. And they know the line now. Okay, M- Mama's here. Like they know with me that I'm I'm kind of like one of them. Mm-hmm. So I probably cross the line more than anybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Mama's here, yeah. and they have the utmost respect for that. Right? It's it's great. So, but th- so is that a product of parenting? Is it a product of? Do you get to this place to that high level? The kids. There are kids that aren't like that. But for the most part, that's what you get because kids yeah. are dialed in. Yeah. They're the right type of people. Yeah. I think when we talk about character and hockey, that's part of it, right? It's just being a good person. 100%. It, it, it helps.
0: Oh, and that's what everyone says. Yeah, right? I know. In the hockey environment, like that is what everyone says yeah. they want. I know. And the closer you can, you can never, it's never worse to be a good person yeah. or to be a good kid or yeah. whatever. You're just going to get more and more chances. People want you yeah. around and they want you on their team and all that kind of yeah. stuff, you know? Yeah. So are you good with that? Yeah,
1: I'm all done with that. Cool. It's a little... A little warm up there. That no, was good, eh? Well, okay. I hope that was uh,
0: all right. Yeah, no, it was good.
1: Um, I'm in a Segway. Yep.
0: Segway. You know who invented the Segway, by the way? Dean is that Kamen. Last name? Dean Kamen. You know the Segway? Yeah, you know, I know segue what a Segway is. is? Yeah, yeah. What's his name? It's a little two-wheeler. Yeah, no, yeah. I know what it is. It's Dean four Kamen. Times. Dean Kamen? Really interesting guy. Okay. Yeah.
1: No, tell he's, me something about he's it. He's
0: just he's just an inventor. So he invented uh, a way to change um, to extract oil out of everything. Really? basically yeah so you can put like whatever junk you want or water out of everything he invented a bunch of i forget if it's water or oil i don't remember like you can put whatever crap if it has any moisture in it it can he can extract the water out of it with this machine he makes a bunch he invented a bunch of medical equipment he, he's like really cool guy always Brilliant. wears denim
1: yeah he's a double he's a double <laughs> a denim, denim guy, guy <clears throat> Canadian anyways tuxedo
0: that's right anyways okay so i'm going to segue here so um kind of along the same lines as we're talking yep. having this is my attempt at a segue, having good habits, being a good kid, all this kind of stuff. Yeah. When we talk about um, life of a hockey player, even in AAA, when you're young, you're going on the road a lot. Yeah. So what I, what I wanted to kind of talk about today is the fact that as an athlete, you're oftentimes in non-ideal circumstances. And you have to deal with things that aren't the best way they could be for you. And how do you deal with that? So my Christine actually was the one that brought this idea up because she was talking about things like staying in hotels and behavior at hotels or like, what do you eat when you're on the road or sitting in the car for long drives, traveling, all these kinds of different things that go wrong. And it just gets more and more the norm as you get to higher and higher levels. So for example, my last year playing like a regular, if we had farther games, we didn't fly anywhere. If you play in pro and whatever, you'll fly around a little bit more, but we would take a bus to Montreal yep. on a Thursday, play Friday, play Saturday, then drive through the night, Saturday night, and get back at 4, 5, six o'clock in the morning, yep. Sunday that's morning. That's a
1: recipe for disaster. And that's,
0: that was a normal thing. you know. That, that was more on the extreme end, but those types of tra- travel trips where you're getting back 1 in the morning, 3 in the morning, whatever, not sleeping, sitting on the bus, and then having to go play, all these kinds of things. These are all things that are, are kind of normal as you get into higher levels. But even when you're playing Triple A and just – Ontario as an example or for your high school if you're taking trips yeah. all over the place like these are things that you have to deal with so I want to go through some of this stuff uh, and just kind of how you as a player deal with it and then how you parent around it for kids that are younger yeah. as you're if you're a coach how like things that you have to consider when you guys are going on the road and all this kind of crap so um, what I wanted to maybe talk, talk about first is the tr- maybe the travel piece so because you're traveling a lot a lot I just want to get your thoughts. Maybe actually let's start here. Let's start when you were with, uh, when Charlie was playing triple A and you guys are traveling around Ontario all the time. Was it ever a thought about making, not making sure, but kind of considerations for his performance, considering the fact that you're traveling around or how did you think about that as a parent or did you not, or what do you think? 100% Yeah, for me. Right.
1: For me. I'll just give you, but I'll just give you an example. I'll give you an example before we start there. Yeah. So yesterday, like, in the OHL right now, they're playing basically every second night because of the COVID makeup right. games. Woo! yeah, they don't even know how tired they're. Right, Sk- the hockey's still good and stuff like that. So to go along with that, this week, you know, I've been busier and been on the ice a lot. So yesterday, I decided I, I, I just wanted to go to the game. Just drove up to Guelph. So done here. Drove to Guelph. Came back last night. I'm a mess right now. So tired. Yeah, because we skated hard too. But up late. Right. Yesterday, I was stupid. I ate here, like I had my chicken and veggies at about noon, no one went home and my wife and I were going to, uh, eat on the road, but we would have sat down and have like probably a chicken salad or something like that. Right. That's what I would have had last night, but she was running a little bit late, but that held us up for uh, a but that added 45 minutes to our thing. Got to the rink just in time for the game. So we didn't, now I didn't eat since noon. And I've burned a lot of calories because I had a hard workout yeah. yesterday morning before I got on the ice. Burned a ton of calories. I'm hungry. Well, I'm not going to sit there and eat a pizza. I could, but that's the choice. This is the default, yep. right? This is where you go. Tired, you eat like crap. Tired, you just, you're bored, you start eating. So anyways, um, drove home, nothing in the belly, and the choices to make are all bad now because where are you going to go to grab something to eat and you want to get home? Paying the price today, I was wasn't I wasn't, uh, wasn't nourished wasn't well slept is that the right and I my eyes I feel like I'm they're half closed right now yeah my brain's a fog right now yep. that's one day so you start going doing that over a, a Wednesday night you do your homework later a late practice and you travel on a Thursday to play in a tournament on the weekend if you're not dialed in you're me right now not good
0: yeah and <clears throat> that's sorry are you done there
1: I'm done with that because okay, uh, and then you're gonna ask me about as a parent so but yeah, you finish
0: because because that's most players right and so uh, another piece of the inspiration for this topic too is because I know playoffs are coming for everyone yep. so now especially a lot of the guys we have that are playing junior are, are just that every other day they're playing a yep. game so how do you manage all of those stressors so let's start we'll start with the with the let's say the stress of how much you have to play we'll go from the lower levels and then we'll work our way up through junior or whatever and then we'll switch on to
1: something else i, want, I do want to answer the, yeah, question the parents here. yeah go ahead still. as a parent did i was i aware of it was a question right yeah so if like and you got I the loop on the weekend
0: yeah yeah so you got to consider food travel sleeping yeah what are your thoughts on that as parent yeah and for for kids that are playing let's say we'll start at bantam bantam minor major midget yeah that kind of stuff
1: yeah well it's, it's it's all about your mindset first of all so if you're a parent that just as you're there and you don't you're unaware and uh, you just go with the flow, then that's that's just who we are. But if you're aware at all, and you and you're actually wanting, or your kid wants to have some results, or you're doing it for a purpose, then as a family, you do have to pay some attention to it. So, is driving now? There's financial things. There's all kinds of things that get in the way. But like, as you start doing it more and more, you could either d- start developing good habits or or bad habits. And the easy ones to do are the bad habits. It's just get in the car. We'll figure it out when we go. We're in a rush. Mom's getting off of work here. I'm getting off of work here. Get in the car and let's go. We'll grab you Wendy's on the way up because you do that for a couple weekends in a row. Not good. Get away with it a little bit when you're younger, but not good, right? So hotels, yeah. Like some of the some of the most of the times you have to stay in hotels, right? So what we did as parents is because we eat healthy, very healthy at home, very healthy. And then things can slide on the road, and they will. They're just going to. But we were very aware of, as we raised Charlie, is just to teach him so that he makes decisions. Right. Right? And I did this when I was coaching, too. Like, I, this is really funny, actually. So I'm coaching Major Bantam in the States, so 14-year-old kids. We'd go on road trips or whatever, and I'd, and they'd say, Coach, what time is curfew? And I said, well, bring everybody in. And I'd say, what time do you guys think curfew should be? So I'm thinking 9.30 be in your hotel room. You know, they do whatever you got to do, but like, because you're smart enough to figure it out. And they'd be like, 8. I'm like, okay, 8. I'd go like, "Ah, you know what, guys? Let's let's say 8.30. I win. And it was their idea. Because they cared, right? And you give a little bit of ownership to them. They actually cared and they wanted to show you you know but they they cared that was the important thing so i think where we succeeded with our kid is that he was aware of what was healthy food you know what i mean and then of course of course though being around you and being around dalton and being around our atmosphere he he would watch it like everybody that works here and works out here everybody comes in with tubs of green shit right And, and meat and it's like okay i gotta eat like these guys so that helped He's always seen me go to bed at nine, nine 30. Like as soon as I can go to bed, I go to bed and then hanging around here, seeing you go to bed at early as you can, mm-hmm. Dalton, Zach, everyone's going to bed early. So that was in his head. So when we would hit the road, his mindset was already for performance. I'm yeah. going to go to bed That's and do right. all the right things. Yeah. So, but that was partially our success as parents. Um, and some people don't have that. They don't have a clue, but if you want to have performance, you have to have parameters. Period, so one of the negatives. I was amazed when uh, Charlie played AAA, as we go on tournaments. I go, "Where's your buddies, man? Right, you'd have downtime. Where's your buddies? Oh, they're all playing Xbox or or Fortnite." I go, "All day?" They go, "Yeah, that's what they do." I go, "Well, that's 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 not good, <laughs> right?" So anyways.
0: yeah, so yeah, a couple things on that. I think the first, so the first thing I wanna I wanna say is. Kids, the first point that you made was that some parents are unaware. Unaware. So as parents at the level we're talking about for the 14, 15, 16 year olds, when it starts to actually matter, you need to be aware because you're the one that has the control ultimately because you're the parent. So you have control of when you leave, how you get there, where you're staying. You're the one that makes those calls. and. It, it doesn't have to be crazy serious. Like we're not saying you have to act like your kids at military camp and everything's got to be super no, regiment. No, no. That's not what we're no, saying, no, but it's no. just have, have some, have some awareness yeah. of the fact that some of these things are going to affect how they perform. And most kids want to perform well, especially once they're getting up towards draft year and they know people are watching and paying attention and all that kind of stuff. So a lot of times they don't know the information yet. So as the parents and the ones responsible, you can be the people that facilitate this kind of stuff. So you need to have an understanding. And like you said, even if you don't exactly know the details, everyone generally knows you need to eat properly, you need to go to bed on time. And from the um travel perspective, it's difficult to sit in a car and then go play hockey. That's another yep. thing. Yep. Right. So these are these are kind of the three main things that I would talk about. So you have your nutrition, you have your sleep, and then you have the traveling part. Yep. So you need to have an understanding of that as mom and dad, number yep. one. So
1: so having said that, yep. there's there are things like, like, because I know some people say, well, yeah, like you, you don't have kids. You don't know. Right. That's true. Andy, you might, might some people might think that I'm a multimillionaire 20 times over. Well, of course you can buy all the good food you want because, you know, you can afford it. We can't. There's alternatives. Right. Like, so I just want to make that clear. Well,
0: I'm going to get to that. In a okay. Because I'm going to ma- use myself as an example well. in a second because I have a very clear example okay. of this. So that's what I want to say first is like mom and dad. Now, kids... Hopefully your parents are, like you said, helping you to make, be the one to make the decision because what you said is you didn't really ever dictate to your kid. You make them understand why, because you're relating it to goals that they have. So what time do you want to go to bed? What time do you think you should go to bed? What do you want to eat? What, what, what do you think you you should eat? It's
1: it's always, what do you think would be best for you? That's, that's That's the way you phrase it. You answer If you, if you ask that question in that way, they have to think, and then they come up with the proper response. Right. So so I, yeah. no that's right Leading so, question. <laughs> so
0: so I want to I want to be sensitive like you said and and I'm I'm sympathetic to the like financial arguments yep. and people have to work and yep. it's not going to be ideal because it's actually not about your kids hockey like you actually have a whole life that you yes. have to balance so I yes. totally understand that but one thing that for me that I remember happening a lot was leaving last minute
1: yep.
0: for games so when we were on the road and sometimes like my dad had to work that's yeah, fine man, dude, but that other times a... yeah. it wasn't that a yeah. lot of, a lot of the time it ended up being, we're leaving because you need to be at the rink an hour before your game. Yeah. And I'm not leaving a second before we need yeah. to leave. And for me, didn't know at the time, yeah. but it's like you sit in the car for three hours to go to Kitchener to play. Yeah. And then I got to get out of the car and go right into my game. Yep. Yeah. That's not ideal. So had we left an, an extra half hour before yeah. I get a chance to get out of the car and walk around a bit yeah. and move a little bit, get yeah. the blood flow earlier. hundred So that's a consideration. Yeah. Same thing with the with the food in the hotels. My parents my parents were not they were conscious about food, but they didn't really know what advice to give. So I don't yeah. blame them for that. Yeah. But if we're gonna go to East Side Mario's and have the all you can eat garlic bread with the sausage penne before my game, like that's not a great a great thing to put in me three yeah. hours before my game yeah. or whatever or right. between games. Yeah, you know. So these are things that you can start to bring awareness to to your kid if they don't yeah. know. And if you're the kid, these are things you should ask yourself. Like yeah. if you crush a bucket of pasta. And you got to play a game in a couple hours. Yeah. Is that going to feel good? Probably right. not. Right. You know, so it's it's got to be a little bit of a. You're helping facilitate as the parents when you're at that level, right? Yeah. So, I, I got that's that's it for that age group. I wanted to go up to junior now yeah. to talk about that a little bit. So, under the assumption that you're traveling a lot and you're playing every other day, getting towards playoff season, which most kids are.
1: Yeah. And this what age are we talking?
0: Like into junior now.
1: In junior, yeah. Okay, so you're getting so we're into talking junior B or junior OHL. OHL,
0: whatever. Where, because a lot of these guys, and the, because of the shortened season now, they're all basically in playoff mode, anyways, right now, because they're playing every other day. Yeah. But it's really important that you're taking care of yourself, number one, and that means. From your body, taking care of your body, to taking care of your nutrition, to taking care of your sleep. It's the same. It's the same three things. So if you're on the road all the time, you have to try to make the best of the bad situation that you have. You know. So if you're gonna get back at one o'clock in the morning, you need to make sure you sleep, man. Yeah. You gotta get back and you gotta sleep. Yeah. Is it? And a lot of guys are go go go. Like one of the guys that was in here the other day asked if uh, he should come in in the morning to work out before we go on the ice. And I was saying, well, no. Like you have a game on on Friday or whatever, yeah. and it's Probably not a good idea that you're cutting sleep short just to get an extra workout in, yeah. like this isn't the
1: time for that. Well, so we go back to Chad Drummond's comment, yeah. right? So, Chad, he was a guest yes. on uh, uh, he's the Edmonton Strength, they actually scientist, yeah. but uh, strength and good thing. That's the question you asked is would you get your workout in or get more sleep? And he says, Trump or sleep always trumps working out, yeah. So, well, he's,
0: well yeah, because actually, the context of that question was if you're gonna go. To bed at two in the morning. Normally, you wake up at eight. Should you still get up at eight to keep your routine, or should you sleep? And it was like a no delay sleep. Yeah, should sleep. So you need to make sure that that's in order. And then on top of that, when you get the chance to keep your routine in order, you should try to do that. So if you have an off day, an off day doesn't mean a throw it out the window day. That's right. You know, get to bed, eat good food. Another thing that I find a lot of kids struggle with is eating enough food. Yeah. And good food. It's not a, when I say eat a lot of food, that doesn't mean go eat anything, but eating a lot of good food, which is what most of the kids need. A lot of kids can't do that. They have a hard time prioritizing, making sure they're getting food in. And this is another parent, maybe a parenting thing. If your kids are playing junior, a lot of them, if they're, if they don't live at home, that's a, tougher situation but if you can plug in like make sure they're taking care of their body so that they can perform that's another good cue that you can give them as well right yeah so those are two things i want to touch on as you get older is you really need to make sure that you're eating enough you're sleeping and then as you get more advanced things like taking care of your mobility you should still be in the gym don't just couch potato all the time but the the focuses are going to change you know, make sure you're getting your mobility stuff in, make sure you're, if you're doing any kind of strength, speed stuff, it's super, super minimum effective yep. dose yep. and all that kind of stuff. So that's what I want to touch on for the, the junior guys. You got anything to yep. add for those guys? Well,
1: for the junior guys, it's like, okay, guys, like there, there comes a point where you have to be responsible for your life now. Yep. Uh, mom and dad can't hold your hands. Like if I call my son every day and say, what did you eat? How did you eat it? <laughs> uh, you know, and start teaching like every minute of the day, making sure he's doing the right thing. That's that's up to him now. Do you want to make it, or do you want me to help you, mate? It? Like it's yeah. got to be you. So, like, at that point, you have to decide that this is something that you want to do, and it's now now it's actually critical. It's not just it'd be good to make some good decisions. It's actually critical to your performance. So, I mean, you got to do it. Yeah, and again, you have to just learn. The thing is, is that you just have to learn that you have to go to bed, right? Yeah, you just have to learn that. Like, like if you could just, I know it's hard for kids, kids that are younger because they think that there's that fear of missing out, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know what the, I don't know what you're missing out on, but is it TV? Is it texting and all that stuff? But you you have to learn to go to bed, yep. you know, and it's important. You have to learn to you know, drink your water and, and eat the right way. You have to think about it now. You just have to.
0: Well, and, and here's another thing. Again, I don't want to make it sound like you need to have a robot 14 year old, but this again, the content we make is for people who say they want to go to a yeah, higher level uh, every time, right? Mm-hmm. So, if this is not so, if you think it's unrealistic or whatever, like the kids get judged when they're 15 years old, like that is when their biggest opportunity actually is when they're 15, you know? Yeah,
1: and it starts and, big
0: time. and arguably their easiest opportunity, yeah, you know? So, if they can just like a couple of things that they would, would do anyways if they only knew these are the kinds of kids we're talking to. It's like, yeah. these are the things that if you just start to take it a, a little bit more seriously than you're taking it, you can get a huge advantage in certain ways, yep. you know? And if you're, if you're even in junior, even if once you get to junior, you can start because most kids that are in junior don't, they don't. I remember no,
1: it's don't. And then the next piece is that don't or do. But what happens is you start becoming part of the herd. That's right. And being part of the herd, that's what separates you. Right. Mm-hmm. I think it's so easy to dude, It's easy. You mm-hmm. have your meals and all that stuff, but all the boys are going for wings. That's right. So you're not going to go for wings or you're not at least going to go, or are you going to go and just have water or are you going to have a wing? Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. That's the trick. It's tricky. So you, you got to be able to say, okay, on this night I can, on these nights I can't. Mm-hmm. For okay. sure. I can't. Yeah. I for can't.
0: sure. And this goes to one of the things Dalton used to say all the time when he's here is you're doing things that aren't cool. So here's a little side okay. story. You do the things that aren't cool. They end up being cool and this is what kids will start to realize when they're 14 15 but they won't see how valuable it actually is till they're 20 21 22 when it's actually cool now yeah. you know so for example we got one kid in here and he's one of the best players that of his age group and yesterday we were working out and this is the first time he'd been in the gym and he's pretty jacked yeah. like he's got a hockey player body already yeah. the big fat legs the hockey yeah. ass like yeah. all that kind of stuff yeah. and one of the kids the kids always are chirping him. I've heard them multiple times about, you know, he's always worried about going to bed. He goes to bed at like eight thirty or talking about like the things that he eats, how he's always he won't he he always gets the rap, he'll never get a burger, he gets the wrap, <laughs> like this kind yeah, of stuff.
1: Yeah, yeah,
0: And then in the same ten minutes later, the kid is doing squats and they're like, Man, he's freaking jacked. Like, look at the size of his legs, yeah. like all this kind of stuff. And I'm like, Well, do you think it's has something to do with the fact that he goes to bed on time and eats properly? Do yeah. you think that might have something to do with it? Yeah. And then in the same breath, they'll be like, man, I'm, I'm so much smaller than him. He's got like 30 pounds on me. It's like, well, you're just making fun of him five seconds ago for what he's eaten. And then on the other side, you're looking at how cool it is that he's the best player in Jacked, and, and, and you don't realize that that's what it is. You know, you don't realize that it's the not cool things. It's not just that they were gifted or blessed. Some of it could be some of it. They got an early advantage, but now it's like when you have all these habits that are lining up, Yeah. Because if you don't have them, it's gonna run. It you're gonna run out of rope. If you're the best player that doesn't have any of these good habits, you run out of rope. Yep. But it's it's just a really funny example to
1: to watch. You got to do things. Well, it, it adds up pretty good, doesn't it? Yeah. He goes to bed early. He's serious about hockey. He doesn't eat burgers. He eats wraps instead because it's lighter, more healthy. He talks about hockey all the time. He's jacked and he's a good hockey player. Weird. And a good kid. That doesn't make yeah. sense, does it? It was just, it's funny, you know, I i look at it now, like, of course, hockey, but a lot of times I look at people in business because I admire people that had the discipline young. Right? Yeah. The guy that started the business and he bought the property when he, when it was like, God, if I put this money in here, I'm going to struggle for a while. But they put the money in there and they built it, put it, put it, put a building on there or whatever. They bought the property and I started making some money. And they took that money out, some of the money out, and they could have lived off of that, like, uh, have a nice life. But they went and bought another property, did that, and they duplicated their efforts. And they probably, in their early 20s and 30s, were sitting there going, man, like, I, it would be nice one day to, when this takes, when I could live my life. But when it does, everybody sits back and goes, wow, is that guy ever lucky? Yeah. But he forgot about all the nights that he, he didn't buy the Mercedes, or he didn't buy, spend his money frivolously on everything. Yep. And he put it into his business so that his business would take care of him. And that's your business as a hockey player is, is you. That's you incorporated is you. This is your business. And, and, and the only one responsible for and in, you incorporated is you. Yeah. So it doesn't really matter what someone says. Like, they make fun of you all you want. Yeah, you're, you, I might not be the cool guy right now, but when I'm wearing a jersey that everybody else wants to wear because I paid the price for it, then I guess who's the, who's the dummy now? Yeah, but it's cooler later, right?
0: Well, and that's a good way of, of thinking about it. Your your body and your mind are your business. This is your business. If you're an athlete, that is your business, you know? And how would you treat yourself if you were a business? Yep. That's kind of what the questions are, you know? That's and if you, see, you can start asking it as young as possible, you just have a, a greater and greater advantage in some of those ways. So,
1: Well, and, and the thing you look at, like, when the boys come in here, a, a professional athlete, everyone goes, what? like, they're people are shocked how jacked they are Hmm. guys in shape, man. He's huge. He's ripped. He's this, he's that. Well, yeah, you have to be. Yeah. It's not acceptable to be anything else. You're a professional athlete. You incorporated, this is the machine. Yeah. And if the machine has a bunch of fat hanging off and it doesn't care about itself. And if you feed garbage into the machine, you can't be a professional athlete or an elite athlete.
0: Yeah. Very rare. That's exactly right. So on that, on that note, I'm just going to go throw a couple pieces of advice. For when you're on the road, especially, because that's when things are really non-ideal. When you're at home, yeah. it's easy to, or a lot easier, at least, to keep things closer to what you want. But the life of an athlete is not ideal, ever. You're always in circumstances where, until you're playing in the NHL and they treat you like kings.
1: But it's you, still not ideal. It's
0: still not ideal. Yeah right? Because you still have, your sleep. you're not sleeping in your bed. You're traveling crazy all over the place all the time. Yeah. There's always things that are not ideal. Yeah. The only thing that is more ideal is the food, maybe in the nutrition piece, yeah. they, they make sure that you're taken yeah. care of. But so if you're on the road and it doesn't matter if you're, when you're younger, 14, 15, 16 up through junior, you have to try to make the best of the bad situations. So if you're staying in a hotel, you already know your sleep's not going to be as good as it would be because you're not in your own bed. You're not in your own environment. Yeah. Your body knows that you're not. So you have to try to do the best you can to get on a good sleep routine for the three days that you're staying yeah. away from home or longer, depending on what you're doing. Yeah. Right. So that means trying to go to bed on time. Now, the go to bed on time and the go to bed early thing, especially for athletes, my opinion, it's not go to bed at 830. That actually doesn't make sense to me because normally your games are like 7, yeah. 730. Yeah. So Two hours before you go to sleep, your body starts to know you're going to sleep. Yeah. It starts to gear you down to go to sleep. Yeah. So if, you're, if your games, let's say you play a normal hockey schedule, you're playing at 7, 7.30 at night. If you're younger, it might be a little different. You might have afternoon games or whatever. But generally, you don't want your body to be gearing down to go to bed at 7. So real, realistically, it's probably like more 10 or 11 yeah. is probably when is ideal as a yeah. hockey player. If you're yeah. playing 7 o'clock games, you're done by 9.30, you eat food, go to bed yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. So that is probably what makes sense so somewhere between 10 and 11 you should be asleep like falling asleep not yeah. just just getting into bed and look at my phone for an hour yeah. you know so that's one thing on the road from the sleep perspective nutrition stuff you're probably going to have to eat out quite a bit you're not going to be home cooking when you're away which is not ideal yeah. and sometimes you're going to have to take a take take the shit sandwich that you're going to get yeah. and eat it because that's the food that you're given yeah. but if you do have some control over it you should try to make the best choice that you have available. So, for example, when I played with the university, not ideal. Yeah. So,
1: I would get, I would get meaning the team would provide meals that you just went. What the is hell just trash? Like right.
0: meals that's like what cheap? And are trashy. we not
1: are we not supposed to be
0: high level athletes? Yeah. Is, this, is that which it is? Anyone that has played Canadian university, it's not it's not a joke uh, not a level joke, of at athletics. Nope. Great hockey. So anyways, we would get these junk meals and I would get so frustrated once I started to actually pay attention to how much nutrition actually impacts you. I'm like, I'm not eating this. Mm-hmm. So if we have a, a back-to-back Friday, Saturday games, I'm not eating that. I can't. So I would not eat sometimes when we were at, or I would salvage what I could yeah. and then I would go spend my own money on other food later, yeah. which didn't end up like a, making a huge difference because by the time I started paying attention, I was 23 already, yeah. but regardless... This is something that can be, make a huge impact. So pay attention. So if you're a mom and dad now at the younger ages, don't just think whatever is fine because it's actually not, it's Mm -hmm. actually not. Now we have, we have content episodes about nutrition stuff of what you should be doing around your game. So you can go look at that, but you can always make a good choice or a better choice with what's available. So if you're going to go eat at Kelsey's, for example, or a milestones or whatever on the road you can make a better choice at those restaurants than a worse one. You don't have to get the burger and fries. You don't have to get the wings. You don't yeah. have to get whatever shit you're going to get. Yeah, They have better options that you can make. Yeah. And take that serious because that's something that yeah. can make an actual impact on you.
1: Yeah, and, big time.
0: And those are junior kids, AAA kids, kids when their parents are still calling the shots. Like These are things yeah. that actually can affect you. So making sure that your sleep is in order and that your nutrition is in order is huge, especially when you're traveling and on the road and things are already out of whack yeah that's that those are the first two and then the last one i was gonna i was gonna say is the when people are on the road a lot of times they think they need to just sit around all day because they have a game and they need to rest and that's probably one of the worst things you can do if you have if the first time you move in the day is when you're Getting starting to your play. game yeah your body's not going to be prepared for that yeah so if When you're on the road, if you're staying in a hotel or if you were just on the bus for a a road trip, if you or driving with your parents, if you can leave a little bit earlier so that you have a little bit of time to get out and move first before you have to go right into your game, that's a good thing to do. If you're staying in a hotel, get up and move. So sleep until you're ready to wake up. And then once you're up, go move. Something light where you get just a baby sweat going, nothing super intense. But this is why professionals oftentimes will do like a morning skate. Mm -hmm. It's not because they need to practice. Yeah. It's to move. Yeah. It's to get the blood flow. It's to sweat the alone, right? out of the brain. Exactly, right? Yeah. Shaking off the travel legs, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So these are things that you should be starting to think about from a yeah. performance perspective when you're on the road. 100%. So anything on that? Yeah.
1: No, like the, the movement, like the, okay, so from a parent's point of view, it's, you know, the the, the easiest thing to do, like, I don't, I don't really want to preach about it. The easiest thing to do is just get in the car and go and then yep. take care of it as it goes. But that's a recipe for disaster. Um, as far as performance goes, if it doesn't matter, then that's fine. But simple things that you can do. Like I, I was impressed, uh, um, with some of the kids that I coached where parents would bring crock pots and make chili right in the hotel room or make meals right in the hotel room. And at first I was like, Jesus, no fun. It seems like it's unnecessary. Yeah. But right? you know what? The kids are serious and the parents were serious. And so, you know, and, 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 and I, I, I looked at it and, and there was a couple of the parents that they were just scrambling to get there. You know, they were scrambling. Like when I coached in the States, we had some road trips, like from Detroit to St. Louis and Minnesota and Boston. Not everyone can fly. Yeah. Yeah. And go first class. Right. Some people had to drive and get there and scrimp and save and stuff like that. So, and they did that. And and you know what, maybe in the long run it was better because they ate better food and stuff. Right. But you, you, you do miss out on some things, but, uh, but in the long run that's that's probably the healthier choice but there, so there are people that do that and uh, I, I you know what my wife and some of her uh, her buddies on the road trips we, were good sometimes they you know make sure that there was some like this especially the stacking yeah so you make sure that there's like good sandwiches and you know it's not the best food but good sandwiches and like stuff that they can eat and make at your el- eliminate a lot of the cost too yeah um, but, but getting some quality food in because you are going to go out and have a meal somewhere, that's, nope, that's what's going to happen. Sure. You're going to, you're going to not say mess up, but you're going to, you're going to have the fun part of it and you should, right? in youth hockey, yeah. right? But we we, we learn or we, we get in situations where we, we think that we got to like maximize everything, but we yeah. don't. Yeah. Right. So like, especially on the road with your, with your people, it's a lot easier to say, I'm not going to have a beer. And you get with people, and then you get t- ten deep. Yeah, because you're having a good time, right? It's it's, it's it's just called discipline. So parents can take you know, find foods that you like. Oatmeal is an easy thing. Like you can pre-cook this, this stuff, eggs, and it's just easy. You're never starving. Yeah, and that's because the, th- the problem is, is that when you're waiting around, like let's be honest, you're on a roadie as a youth hockey player, and mom and dad are with their buddies, and they're sucking a few beers, right. and it's like we got to go eat soon, eh? And dad's like, yeah, well, we're, yeah, me and Andre, right? We have another beer. Next thing we know, oh gosh, shit, we gotta eat. The kids are starving. Well, we're five beers deep, right? Yeah, it's <laughs> the kids are it. suffering. So, but if there is boiled eggs or some salads or something that they can eat, then you, then they're not starving. That's right, right. So, anyways, parents, if you can take care of some of that at home, yeah. And so, it so, just
0: helps. a couple, a couple pieces on that. So, have water with you. Yeah, that's definitely true. Um, a couple of things on that though. It's kind of the uh, the line you've used this before. People know, uh, if you fail to prepare, you're prepare to fail kind of thing. Be a little bit prepared, yeah. right? Be a little bit prepared. If you're parents and you're the ones calling the shots, be a little bit prepared. Like have, think of it a little bit in advance just to keep things in order. And like you said, it can save you a lot if yeah. you actually, if you do that. And I'm not saying you have to bring every single meal because there's also a line where it's like too much now. Yeah. Like if you're the guy that can never go out to eat or whatever, that's actually not necessary either. Cause you can make a decent choice when you're out. It's not like you have to have every single meal you have counted out for every single thing you're doing. Like that's not necessary either. It's just about make, trying to make intelligent choices with what you're doing to give yourself a good opportunity you need to be able to be flexible a little bit when you're in non-ideal circumstances. Like if yeah. you don't have your, your exact food that you need, you're going to lose your shit. And yeah. now you can't play later because you're so yeah. off because you didn't get to eat what you normally eat. Like that's not good either. Yeah. Right. But it's having, having the ability to make some better decisions, whether you're parents or whether you're the kids that have responsibility for yourself when you're, once you're into junior. So that's uh, that's one thing you don't want to get to the point where it's too much now, you yeah. know? And I just want to reiterate too the, the financial piece because I don't want this to come off like, unempathetic to people that can only afford to leave right when they can and they can't do the extra and all that kind of stuff but all these principles you can make them work for you you can finagle it however you need to finagle finagle it however you need to to make it work for whatever your circumstance are and it's not going to be ideal this is that's what the whole episode's about like things are not ideal it's just about trying to make it a better situation than worse so you know a lot of parents to your point they go on and it's actually a road trip for them yeah and they're not really thinking about And again, this is for people who are serious. It's for if you're serious about trying to do better and all that kind of stuff. So if you're going to have, you know, suck 10 beers back with two other dads on the team or have a wine night with the moms or whatever, it's like you're going to be making some missteps for sure that don't need to be there, you know? So just think about it uh, in that sense. Um, Next piece I want to talk about is on the road when you're talking about staying away from home, there's a lot of potential for like distractions and things that can come up. So there's some that are more benign.
1: <laughs> what a word.
0: Like playing video games all day. But it's not really that. Like, that still can be just as damaging and harmful. You're sitting all day looking at the screen, whatever. And then there's things that can come up as an issue, like hotel behavior, or once you get into junior, the going out behavior and things that happened multiple times with multiple teams i played on where we're getting in shit because of our yeah. conduct yeah. out or whatever yeah things like curfews how you're dealing with that kind of stuff yeah. um so, so i want to touch a little bit on that I'll, I'll throw it throw it to you on those ones like some of the just talking about some of the distraction stuff whether it's socially or whatever especially when you're on the road and you feel like you have a little more freedom to do
1: things and not get caught so yeah the thing is is that when you when, like are you talking junior or either both Well, no you know what i was going to say that it's the same answer the, the bottom line is that if you're playing triple a hockey or travel hockey your parents are paying for things hopefully the kid's mindset is that they want to do well at the hockey that should be number one mm-hmm. if it's not then you shouldn't be doing this in the first place if you're playing triple a and junior trying to get to another level then you're going on the road for a reason you're not going there like you, you it can't be for any other reason than you want to be a hockey player right you want to be a good hockey player so the distractions actually should be minimal, even though I get it. There, there are some, but your focus needs to be on the hockey. I, I don't know what are the other distractions when you're older. Yeah, you can go for a couple of beers, but that doesn't really—it's not really a thing anyway, like as much anymore. Well, like, once you
0: get older, it still is. Like I'm not at university. Of a no, no, but sure. I'm
1: saying in, in 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 the OHL. Let's say. Yeah, okay, yeah. I know if someone's gonna say that's bullshit. No, that's not bullshit. Yeah. You 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 don't go on the road. <laughs> you know, and go out and end up at a bar somewhere when you're 17 doesn't. If it happens, it's very rare because you're under coaches. You're traveling. it's like you're pretty tight under the the team rules. Right. Um, So that's not really an issue. So the distractions are whatever you want to make them. But TV, maybe it's video games and stuff like that. But um, the focus needs to be on your hockey. That's, That's just the bottom line. I don't know what else to say about that. Yeah.
0: So then as let's talk about maybe and the younger, for the younger kids when they're going away on hotel trips. Yeah, they get excited stuff.
1: about the pool. Right. Get excited about whatever. You go for a late dinner.
0: So did you ever have any situations come up where there was like, because I used to have, like when I played AAA, there was always, there. Are, our, our, my team was like a little bit clicky. Yeah. So there's always like the one kid who had the room you go to kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. Because the parents are all in doing whatever because oh, they're having yeah. parent hangout time yeah and then there's you know the kids the, the one guy that has the room you go to whatever yeah. that's more of the party room yeah i guess that's true and then you have the opportunity like you said to stay up late or to Get farting around, especially as you get a little bit older, where you maybe you get into the conference room or you go s- sneaking around the hotel. Yeah. Or you say, "This is where I'm
1: not a kid anymore, right?" Right, right. Well, yeah, or this you, is where I'm forgetting or you, that stuff. Or you yeah. leave,
0: or you leave to go to the corner store yeah. because your yeah. mom's not in the room and you have twenty bucks yeah, to go yeah. whatever. And yeah. this is where you get an opportunity as a kid to get into some shit because just because you're on the road and yeah. it's cool to be cool and you're with your friends yeah. and you feel like you have a little bit more freedom or whatever. Yeah. So I'm curious if there's anything because you're kind of fresh out of the triple a scene that happened like situations like that on the road or things you had to deal with
1: so as you're asking me about what the distraction i'm sitting here going i you know what honestly i didn't i maybe we had a pretty special bunch of kids i'm saying i don't remember a lot of problems distractions i remember Mm -hmm. one roadie the boys were, were going swimming on you know later at night in the hot tub and some girls came down and that was like, they were pretty excited about that.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and that's all.
1: that's, you know, it was yeah, pretty yeah. innocent stuff. Like, um, so that was that. And, you know, they got excited. Okay. That's normal. So I'm thinking as, you know, what was their distraction? Do we have a bunch of angels on our, on our team. Well, we didn't, I know that. And then it dawned on me. I said, it was the issues were the dis- biggest distraction was kids were on that Fortnite thing. So that was a real distraction video because games. kids were just t- video games, video games, video games. And for me, they are not doing anything necessarily bad, but you're not doing anything very productive. I mean, it's a good time killer for a certain period of time, but there's got to be an end to it. You see guys, they're, they're thinking about Fortnite more than they're thinking about hockey. Yeah. But the biggest thing for me was always, it was the phone. It was the phone. It's now the that phone. I think about it, yeah, yeah. I had, it took me a while to think about it. I'm like, what do they do? Well, then you we can't talk to half of them unless they're doing this. But what I mean by the phone, it was at the time, God, I'm so behind times in this stuff. It was Instagram, I think. Instagram became- Snapchat, a, Instagram. Snapchat, Instagram, where they were, it was the pictures. And yeah. that's where the trouble is, and it that's still right. is. Yes. So I don't even know what goes on.
0: Yeah, i am sorry. Well, I'll take that. But one that, those are
1: the biggest distractions. Dude, that's the, the biggest distraction. That's the biggest trouble. Um, I'm trying to think if there was a time where we've had to, you know- We've talked to Charlie about it. Not, not, not I'm not saying not because he did anything, but because we're we were like super. This is the thing with the phones. This is the trouble. They're they're trouble. But not they're, they're they're not trouble, but they can be trouble. You take one picture the wrong way, the wrong person, say something, it's in print, and you can get yourself in so much trouble. And that's what something we've tried to to talk to Charlie about. You don't want to make that one mistake that can cost you.
0: Yeah. Well, it cost you, man. Well, cost when, you. Because when, when you brought up the, the cell phone thing when we were talking about it, I didn't even think about that because when I was a kid, we didn't have the phones yet. Yeah. So well, when we didn't we were, have freaking TVs. <laughs> yeah. So when we were in the hotels, our things were leaving the, leaving yeah. the hotel. That was like one of our fun things to do. Yeah. And then the other one was uh, doing like prank calls, like using the hotel phone to make yeah. prank calls. Now all the kids got phones. And just like you said, to your point, it happens all the time kids with pictures of stupid shit or met stupid messages farting around sending things out whatever this is the big issue on the road with with from a behavioral standpoint when you're in the triple a years when kids are older it can still be an issue but kids as they get older they get smarter so they get more sneaky about whatever they're doing and they can avoid the problem but when you're young and you're first getting these into using the phone and all these apps where you can do all this stuff. That's where you're going to run into your, your issues. So what I would say to your point, you're talking about giving a having a conversation with, with Charlie about it when you guys were talking is as the parents, there's a, there's a point for the parents is having a conversation about the phone so that they become aware of the possibility of getting in big shit before they make a mistake and not in a way where you're saying you can't use the phone because that's a, that's going to be a losing battle, but telling them about the potential negatives of things that can happen with the phone. Cause a lot of kids, they would just won't know. So they'll just make some stupid mistake cause they think it doesn't matter. And then it ends up to mattering what they did, you know,
1: big trouble. One time the phones are coming out and I'm like, what are you talking about? You get in trouble with it and all this stuff. Well, with Charlie's team, this was uh in a critical year, it was Bantam age-ish. And one of the kids, like there's at the school, I don't want to say, say exactly what happened, but, Someone had a crush on one of the kids or something like uh, along those lines. Okay. A message was sent to one of the kids on the team somehow, I don't have it perfect, okay. Yeah. Somehow. And in, what happened was there was a little bit of a thread that the a kid on our team didn't start, was just his name was in it. Okay. So it went through the school cause the person that had the crush on whatever, on the, on one of the guys on our team, got back, the kid got embarrassed. So then he went to the school and said, there's this thread about me, da, 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 da. Mm-hmm. So the whole team got called. So we're like, what do you, what? Anybody that had the phone was in this thread, all got called into their principal's office and they all got scolded about, you can't say these things, you can't do this. Anyways, they traced it back to one of the kids on our team who did absolutely, I'm telling you the truth, did absolutely nothing wrong. And he got suspended from our team for a couple of weeks. And suspended from school, and he actually did nothing wrong. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm, I'm not saying that just to say right. that he did nothing wrong. He just happened to got be in the that crossfire. Yeah. So we had to tell Charlie when he had it, when we got him a phone that everything you put is there, and it's traceable, dude. Yep. Like, and if you think that, so if you get a girl that sends you a, an appropriate picture or a guy that does, or something inappropriate happens to your phone, it's I we can't. I mean, kids 16, 17, 16 years old now, I can't control it necessarily, but I have to have them aware that, that I can't even open that. Yep. If I open that, that could be trouble. Yep. And that's a different problem than I ever had. Yeah, for sure. And now at the same token, what a distraction. Right. Because we all know that if you go on Instagram or whatever, there's things that you can get almost addicted to, right? Yep. And this is the distraction now, and that's not a phone by the way, but yep. that's the distraction now because everything is at your fingertips and... That's what it is. That's yeah. my biggest thing.
0: Well, and the issue with when you're in, when you're in the environment with all the but, your buddies on your team. So let's say you're in a hotel room environment. 100%. The likelihood of you doing something stupid because you're trying to be cool yeah. or fit in with your buddies or whatever yeah. is just higher. That's right. So these are things that you need to pay attention to because like you said, you never know who is on the other end, what they think. Even if you think it's your closest friend, yeah. whatever. Right. You don't know what the consequences are going to be of yeah. whatever you're doing. Yeah. And when you're in an environment where everyone's trying to be cool yeah. and goof around and yeah. you think it's just harmless, whatever, you're, something's going to happen, man. And it's it, it, and it's always even worse when you're someone who's an athlete or one of the more popular kids yeah. or whatever, because people are always watching what you're doing. It yeah. starts right in high school. Yeah. If, you, if you're someone who plays junior and you're in grade 11 or grade 12, or you're on the draft year AAA team in grade 10. whatever people pay more attention to you than other people it's just nature of the beast that's just what happens when you're in that position so people not not in a malicious way even necessarily but they're hyper paying attention to anything you might be involved in because you're someone who's has some more status in the group you know and that's just the reality of being in that position so you need to be aware of that and when you're out and you're just think you're hanging out with your buddies and there's no parents around and you guys have the freedom to do whatever you want Mm -hmm. this is where you can start to get in some big time shit because like you said everything is traceable back to what you got on the phone as you get older when you're in junior when you're in university or when you're going to play pro now people are very aware of who you are where if you go somewhere or if you're just at your hotel or whatever you could be out for dinner if you go out for dinner and people see the logo that you have on your jacket people notice the logo that you have on, on the jacket. It could
1: be as stupid as this. I'm being honest here. This is not to say that the kids don't drink or do anything else. Right. I'm not saying that, but I it could, be, it, I'm just saying it could be the phone. You're so accessible to the phones that anybody could take a picture at any time. Mm-hmm. Right. You, so we could be sitting around and someone smokes beside you. Right. And you're, you're just, you're telling a story here. For, give me a smoke for a second. You're telling a story. Someone snap, snap, snap. And they go, Oh, name a player. Look, he smokes, like he, he smokes and it's out there, he's smoking darts. Well, no, he's not smoking darts. He's telling a joke. He's got a cigarette as well, yep. not smoking. That's right. Because they're so prevalent. So you have to be hyper sensitive. I, I wouldn't want to be a kid right now. Well, here's, that. well, here's hyper one. Hypersensitive to what could happen. So
0: my last year playing, we had a situation where a bunch of guys on our team. Okay. So one of the kids on our team was had a billet. The billet was in high school. The kid had a party. So he had like a high school party at his house. His parents were gone. And all of the us guys on the, that were on the team went to this party. So we got the kid on our team who billets there. The kid who's his billet brother was in grade 11 or 12. Yeah. So, and it ended up being out of control. Party. Of course. Of course. So parents were, and it was nice place, richer billet, nice place. So we got, all of us were there. And the guys that were there were doing the party deal. Some of the older guys. And so at the time when I was playing junior, Twitter was the big thing. It wasn't Instagram as much or whatever. So it was Twitter. And a bunch of these kids that were at this party started tweeting at our team Twitter account. There you go. Saying that all of us were at this party talking about how we were behaving yeah. and all this kind of stuff. And we were lucky. Not that I, I don't recall any pictures necessarily being taken, but there ended up being a fight at the party. And there was guys on our team that were starting to get involved in like a, a fight situation. Luckily, nothing ever really broke out. Otherwise, that could have been a big issue. Mm-hmm. But all of us were there. All of us were in this party environment. A couple of the guys on our team were getting involved with some of these other high school kids because the party was getting out of control and the kid wanted them to, everyone to leave. So he was asking us to help him clear the kids out. For sure. And then we were getting at tweets at our official... Yeah team account of what was going on yeah so i remember we had a meeting with our gm the next day he was showing us all these suits he's like what the hell is all this crap and we were lucky that we weren't a big status name team or anything because that could have ended up being like a huge controversy right and it was all something just harmless you think we're just going we're we're out we have some freedom nobody's around gonna be on the road no problem and it ended up ended up being a potential could have been much, much worse. Yeah. And we're lucky that our team personnel at the time things weren't as sensitive as they are now. Yeah. And they just nobody acknowledged it and it went away. Yeah. Which was okay. Yeah. But now there you ain't no not a chance. Well,
1: so here's the thing, right? Like I think we went way off topic here, but okay. whatever. Um, doesn't go away, right? Like this is this is just the way it is. And I'm not giving anybody any news flashes here. Someone talks to, uh, do you know this person? No. Well, what's the first thing you do? Or maybe I know them. What's the first thing a person does? Instagram, social media. You go to their social media and it's most likely going to find the person. If you find the person, you're going to find out what they're all about. So if you're a hockey player and you, you know, let's say you get an interviewer, coaches or GMs are asking about you, it's not rocket science. That's the first place they look is Instagram, social media and all that stuff, right? And the more pictures you have, the more you reveal about yourself. The more pictures of how cool you are and doing all this, or, you know, mm-hmm. it reveals your character big time. So we're very happy when Charlie got drafted. There was one picture of his Instagram at the time. It was him playing hockey on a face off. Nothing else. That's good. Mm-hmm. That's good. It's not showing how needy you are. You don't need phones. Now, I don't know the other accounts, but this is the one that I think most of them looked at. And even to this day, he's got, I think, four pictures. They're all hockey, I think. Um, but you can't get in trouble by not doing anything or, or by not spreading it, right? Yeah. You got to be very careful. with The phone is probably the number one thing that's going to get you in trouble.
0: Yeah, and on that note, and then I'm going to wrap up because that's yeah. all I really got, is uh, I had a kid last year at bef- before the season started. And uh, he, we had him on Instagram. He was a kid that had trained here in the summertime. Right. And he posted a picture that I saw. Yeah. And it was of him flipping the bird. Yeah. So he's got yeah, you told mid, middle finger up as his... And he only had like two Instagram yeah. pictures. So his first or second picture was him with the middle finger up. And this is a kid that's in his draft year that's going to be scouted, that people know what team he plays for. He's going to be looked at. So... I had his number from the summertime because he trained in here in the summer. So I remember telling you about it. I was like, yeah. man, I think I'm going to text him and let him know, hey, like, you that's did a good not... thing, man. So I texted him and I said, hey, man, you might want to take that picture down because people are going to look at yeah. that yeah. and they're going to see it. And it might be someone that you wish wouldn't have seen it. 100%. So you don't want to do, make a stupid decision because you're not thinking about
1: it. You know, these are things that kids just don't think about. Dude, you know? I, I'm telling you right now. I'm telling you right now. Any, any kid that's listening to this, every interview that not every interview, most interviews that Charlie had for his OHL uh, interview process. Well, the first question is, what's your Instagram account? Is this the correct one? They're looking, man. It's, it's, it reveals everything. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, for sure. So, um, I wanted—I mean, I wanted to talk today about things to do on the road to make sure you're putting yourself in a op, as as optimal a situation as you can for things being not optimal, you know, yeah. for things being um, – non-ideal let's say so i know we spent a lot of time talking about a lot of that stuff but that's a good that's a good note to end on man with the social media thing i know it's a little bit off uh, off the main topic but people everyone knows everyone knows that so have the conversation with your kids about that kind of stuff and for the stuff on the road like whether you're like parents or, or players like these are things that you can you can start to do to make it better for yourself when things are not the way you want them to be which is not sleeping in your bed not eating the food you want to eat and all those distractions that we talked about man just start by being aware of them at least just start by being aware of them at least you know and especially the it's not even not even just the phone things and whatever it's the opportunities to eat bad food and stay up late. And those are distractions too. You know? those are things that are yeah. taken away from what your goal should be. So make sure yeah. you keep those things in mind, especially when you're in c- circumstance that you can't really control when you got your buddies around and it's easy to goof off and act like you're on vacation, you know? Yeah.
1: Well, so one of the things that you can keep in mind is maybe you can put that in your little noodles out there is that, you know, when you go on these road trips and stuff like that, it's easy to get distracted, but keep the main thing, the main thing, the main thing is to keep the main thing, the main thing. And that's to be a hockey player. That's to perform right and once that part's done then you can make other choices if if necessary but the main thing is to keep the main thing the main thing right Yeah. yeah beauty man okay we'll cap her off on that